we are in the middle of chapter 17 of Tanya, and we will finish it tonight. So to remind ourselves that after learning 15 chapters of Tanya, it still doesn't seem so easy to be perfect. That is true. And the Rebbe brought several proofs that in actuality it seems impossible. And then the Rebbe resolved the issue by saying that if you look carefully at the Pasuk, Bilvavcha, the degree you have to love and fear Hashem, La'asoso, has to be enough to get you to do what you have to do. Which means you don't need to create an intense love and fear, though that's wonderful. What you need is to create Tavuna, enough of a compulsion, enough of a force that will get you to serve Hashem completely. And can I? If you have a brain, if you have a brain in your skull that's under your control, then you can fill your mind with those thoughts that we discussed and through thinking of them, create this inner compulsion. I have to do what the Abishter wants. I want, I need, it's the best thing for me to hug him so hard by doing all of Torah Mitzvah. This is nature. The nature of man, the way Hashem made us, and this is true for Jews and non-Jews, is that our mind controls our hearts. So if you fill your mind with these thoughts, your heart will follow suit, and you will be able to live a godly life. Unless, capital letters, unless a person has fallen to the level of Russia be'emes, a true Russia. What does the word true mean? In the Hasidic lexicon, true means eternal, perpetual. So a true Russia is a Russia Varalo, someone who's always in the state of a Russia. Because a Russia Vitovlo, and of course the gamut of Russia Vitovlo, as we learned when we learned that chapter, is quite large. A person could be very holy or very the opposite and be a Russia Vitovlo as long as they still feel intermittently guilt. As long as the Neshem is inside of them enough to give them that feeling of discomfort and sin. A Russia Viralo has so immersed himself in sin that he lost that sensitivity to it. He feels no guilt when he sins. And for that reason, his neshama has left him. Such a person is whom our sages mean when they say, Rishaim versus Libam. Such neshama under the control of their heart. They cannot control their heart. They are under the control of the heart, which means the natural human ability of mind ruling heart was taken away. It's part of their punishment. Such people cannot fulfill because it's contingent on a mind that can control a heart, and their mind can't. But there ever says such people are considered dead. The Rasham in their lifetimes are considered dead, just as the Tzadikim in their deaths are considered alive. And the terror is not talking to the dead. So this process does not apply to them. So are they stuck? No. The Rebbe spends the rest of the chapter, which is a half a page of Tanya, discussing that they're not stuck. Because they can do tshuva, which of course seems impossible, because they don't even have enough shaman inside of them, and their mind doesn't even control their heart. So right now they're in some sub-sub-zero basement of spirituality. And I assume with the Abishter starting off the process, with some Isarusa de la'ela, with some arousal from above, they can smash the klipos that are surrounding them. They can do it. They can have intense mariris on their situation. I just maybe took time a little Yitzhak connection because the quote that I was bringing here is something if anyone preparing for Yitzhak learned the mimer 
the Rebbe said of this year in, um, I guess it was, 19, uh, Lamas, I was probably uh, 56, where the Rebbe speaks about this idea of the enormous advantage of lowness and how a person really, really lowers themselves they can access Hashem in a deeper space and draw that depth down in the way another person who isn't as broken inside, he just can't reach. So we're saying here, and I'm thinking as I'm saying this, and here's a half a page of Tanya, and I don't imagine there are too many Rishayim of this caliber walking the streets, let alone learning Tanya. So maybe the Rebbe is writing this to reach those Rishayim, or maybe the Rebbe is writing this for all of us to think, well, I'm not in this category for sure, because we're not. And here the Rebbe has such confidence that a Rosh of Virolo can do tshuva. I think it's an intense call there for us, how we truly can, must, should, and will also do tshuva. And this person's tshuva is through Mariros, through breaking himself over his sins. As the Pasuk says, Zizcha Elokim Ruch Nishpara. And in the Maimur that I was just referencing, the Rebbe explains at length this idea that karbonos are generally considered to havaya. And havaya is rachmanos. And at the level of rachmanos, you offer an animal and Hashem says, great. But those karbonos are generally only for shaykh. If a person deliberately sins, havaya says, I can't deal with this. But elokim is din, elokim ken. But elokim says, what? You're offering me a karbon? You're burning an animal? What's that got to do with anything? If you want to do tshuva, zoveach yourself. Sacrifice yourself to me. Break yourself down. And that's a carbon that din, even looking at a mazid, will completely accept. So through this rush of Viralo's breakdown of self, he can break all the klipas.